You're listening to the Salty Sex Cast with Pamela and Mariah. Yeah, and what's puberty? The sex education you wish you had in high school. Maybe a diagram will help. Hello. Hello. That was in unison. It was really good. Good job, Mariah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So Mariah here with, uh, I almost said Salty Sex Cast. Yes, you are listening to Salty Sex Cast. But I own Balance Your Wellness Health Consultancy, and here with Pamela, and I am the co-owner of Silk and Salt Photography. We're a boudoir photography studio in Utah. Yeah. And I'm Brady, and I'm helping run the dials and knobs producing. He's a button pusher. Hi. Gopher. He's a good boy. Sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) We need a whip in the studio or something. I agree. Just kidding. That would make life more fun. <laughs> would make it more entertaining. Oh, we've got we got our sack of toys. <laughs> Why are those in the studio? For you guys. For this. Oh. For <laughs> do you want some Just in cuffs? Case. Oh, we Look do have that. a little whip. Hold on. We need to just whip. Let's see. Oh! <laughs> You're aggressive with that girl. That was. I Am loved I? her face. There's wait, a ball wait. gag. I'm going to do it better. Yes. Could you hear that? I could hear. Ooh. Hang on. H- hang on. Let's let's get the mic down over there on his knee. <gasps> oh. Ooh. How is that? That's fun. Okay. <laughs> Good for me. I love it. That's awesome. Um. So today we are not talking about whips and chains and ball gags. No. I'm sorry to set you guys up for that and then oh. let you down. But that is on a future episode. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll have to do that soon. Um. <laughs> uh, you know, what do you do when you have children and and sex comes up? Do you have that sex talk? Do you just have it one time? Do you have it continually? I don't know. There's a there's there's a healthier way. I don't want to say there's a right or wrong way because that's up to you, up to your kids. Um, but there's probably, you know, a few tips that you can maybe take from this episode, hopefully. Yeah. We've kind of broached the subject before, but um, there's a lot more involved in it. Yeah, you don't just set your 12-year-old down after, um, what is it, when they, in school, maturation program. You're like, hey, so, this is what happens. Okay, so do you remember yours? Because I vividly remember. I remember mine. We were in fifth grade. Yep. And this was in um, Texas. I was living in Texas at the time. Okay. And um, they they told us that all the boys were going to get an extra recess and all the girls had to stay inside. And they wouldn't tell us why. Except <gasps> that there was some kind of secret video that we were going to see. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then um, I remember in the video, the girls were all having a sleepover but they were camping out in the backyard. And then one of the girls had to come in because she'd started her period and the mom helped. And then the next morning the mom was making pancakes and to explain how, you know, conception and and everything worked. She poured out in the pancake batter, a uterus (laughs) and fallopian (laughs) tubes. Like the shape? Yes. Like when you do like little shapes for your kids? Like when you make Mickey Mouse pancakes? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> they were uterine pancakes. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Vividly remember that. I remember getting, and it, this was parents were invited and it was after school in the evening um, and all the girls were in one auditorium and all the boys were in another area. I don't even think they had them on the same nights. They didn't even do one for the boys. What? I don't. I don't remember that <gasps> happening. The, the, the boys, boys got, got an, recess, a, an extra recess. Yeah. Um, and I remember learning absolutely nothing new. Really? Like I already knew that. You know, Jill down the street told me that when I was in second grade. Yeah. Um, like actually, I was quite a bit younger when I found out that penises go in vaginas, and that's what sex was. Yeah. And I remember kind of sitting there a little ill because mm-hmm. I was shocked at the information because I wasn't pr- like I hadn't probed for the information. Someone 
some a next door neighbor had just to, to tell me you know it's like telling me santa it wasn't real yeah I was like bitch i don't want to know that yeah yet. i'm not ready yeah so it was kind of one of those things that was like and then i asked my mom and i remember nothing of the conversation with my mom other than support and kindness you know kind of Aww. like yeah you know that does happen and confirming and validating my feelings of like awkwardness and a little bit of fear yeah. um but then understanding, because I did know that boys had penises, and I did know like girls had vaginas, peni, penises, penises. As soon as they came out of my mouth, I don't know, guys. <laughs> anyway, um, and so like I'm like, okay, well that does kind of make sense, you know how those would work together. Sure. But that's all I didn't hear like about ejaculation. I didn't hear about anything like that. But I was like early, early elementary. I want to say like kindergarten, first grade, possibly second. Yeah. I don't think I it was second grade. But, um, yeah, so that was, like, my very first experience of hearing that. And I remember, like, sex was a dirty word. You know, it was kind of oh, like, ooh, yeah. S-E-X. And, like, it was kind of like you spelled it. It was taboo. It yeah, was you super taboo. Yeah, you did not say it at all. Um, but, and that's, like, being younger. And I still remember writing it. Like, because this is oh. like a no-no. It's like a swear word. Yeah. You know? Right. So it kind of has like some power to it. Mm-hmm. But being like, he, 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 I wrote sex. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember some of those very vivid early on experiences. Um, another one that was very shocking that I was not prepared for and was not okay that I heard about it because I was so immature to understand what was going on was the a documentary about um uh, female where they mutilate genitalia in yeah. some cultures um what is it called female circumcision circumcision thank you i could not think of that word um and she, it was my aunt telling my mom about it. I didn't watch the documentary, mm-hmm. but then I was there in the room, you know, and sometimes that age of kids, you don't think they're listening. They're totally fucking oh, listening. They hear everything. Yeah. Um, but I just remember very, very vividly some of the details, like where the adult women would tie their feet to the girls' ankles oh. and s- keep them spread. And that's oh. how they would spread their legs and stuff. And so God. I just remember being so sick to my stomach yeah. and like shaking um, so my mom had to get me some water and say like, you know, that's never going to happen to you and yeah. things. And I was like, I don't give a fuck if it doesn't happen to me. Trust it's, me. I will make sure it doesn't happen to me. Yeah. But it's, it's happening knowing, in the world. It's knowing that something like that yeah. was happening to someone and they couldn't say no to it. Like I could not say no to hearing that. Yeah. And so I just remember part of that was like, yo, gotta listen for your audience. You know, kids hear things. They know what's going on. They know that there's, yeah. you can't spell things out and expect kids to completely ignore it no especially if it's too secretive kids always want to know what's going on you're whispering what's the secret you know yeah um so how much do you say and when do you say it and kind of let them lead a little bit if they're curious say okay you know i can talk to you about this do you would you like to know more so do you think then that it's better to wait until your kids ask a question or do you try to get the correct information to them as early as possible? Correct information as early as possible, but I don't push it. So we always used correct names for private parts. Uh Um, You know, and that's kind of very well known to kind of help with um, kids naming things and then not getting um, someone saying like, oh, you know, uncle bob ate your cookie kind of thing and you know mm-hmm. having having a modality of people to like say and and young children to kind of say like no that's you know that's my vagina yeah um and i know you're not supposed to touch it or do things or whatever yeah um so we were really good with that my mom was also good with that like she called it the name and she wasn't like let's have a sit down honey and let's mm. talk about this where it makes it uncomfortable she was just very matter of fact and if you have a question, I'll answer it and I'm not going to hide it. Yeah. But she also didn't offer that information very often. So that was something that maybe, you know, 
I would have liked a little bit more. Yeah. Um, like, let's sit down and have a talk. Yeah. Like, do you have any questions for me? Yeah. See, and um, I think if you approach it like that, it's it's really nice. My mom did not do it that way. Of course, my mom has major issues with sex. She was, I think, well, I don't, I don't want to go into all that, but I, I just think that, like, her upbringing caused her to... Um, feel a lot of shame and guilt around sex which she then passed down to me mm. and so I just I remember really clearly being in like maybe first grade and coming home from school and she sat me down on the couch and was like I need to talk to you about something and I was like oh shit what did I do <laughs> I thought I was in so much trouble and then she just bluntly said sex is when a man's penis goes in a woman's vagina. And I was like, okay, thanks. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't ask for that information and it was given to me in such an aggressive way. It yeah. felt awful and, and sanitized and sanitized and shameful too. Like let's take all the emotion and feeling and maybe even excitement or yeah. unknown out of it. Yeah. And so this is a very textbook answer, right? But sex is never, ever textbook. No, and it was so confusing for me. And she didn't, I mean, I think she did maybe at the end say, do you have any questions? But <laughs> with her talking to me in that tone, like, why the fuck would I feel free to really ask anything? Yeah. Um, and so I just hurried out of the room as fast as I could because the whole experience was awful. Um, so I would have loved for someone to you know, really gently give me the information and ask if I had any questions. Um, what I've always done with my kids is just talk really openly mm -hmm. about sex and anything else whenever it comes up. I whenever don't sugar comes up, I don't, don't sugarcoat it. it. I don't force it. Mm -hmm. I try not to make it awkward. Um, I don't try to hide information from them. Um, you know, you can't shelter your kids in today's electronic age. You just no. can't. They no. have access to all of the information um, at a very young age. And it is so much better to go ahead and talk with them about everything mm -hmm. and give them the correct information and make it feel safe and let them know that they can come to you and ask anything comfortably. Yeah. And I mean, it's still uncomfortable. Like my 13-year-old son, Henry, and I were on a walk with him one day several months ago. And it was still warm. And um, we were talking about the number 69 because he knew that it had something to do with sex. Oh. But I knew he didn't know what it was. Oh, okay. And he's and 13? He's 13. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I, you know, we were just like teasing him about it and trying to just keep it light and playful, you know, uh -huh. but he finally did admit that he had no idea. He was like, of course I know. Because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> kids, they want to, they want to pretend like they know everything. Oh, yeah. And ev eventually he was like, I, so, so what is it exactly? <laughs> can you, can you spell it out for me? Yeah. And I think just by not making it so fucking serious you know, approachable. It, yeah. He felt you like can we use were more some humor. You can use some light joking, you know, not that this is always a joke. Um, you know, and that's honestly probably the m most times that it's come up with my boys, my kids is because they've picked up some type of language or some yeah. action. Yes. Um, and, and I'm like, well, do you know why that's inappropriate? Because it's related to this. I think even my kids had like scumbag one time. And I was mm. like, so do you know what that comes from? I yeah. don't know what that comes from. What does that come from? It's a condom. <laughs> oh. oh. Yeah. So used condom is scumbag. That makes you know, so, so much even, like, sense. Orientation <laughs> of like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even that stuff. And I, you know, and any time like sexual orientation came up, yeah. I love taking those moments and being like, yeah, so, you know, that person's different from what maybe you've seen on TV or what mom and dad have portrayed, you know, doesn't mean that's the only way you can love someone. And that's not the only way you can be married to someone. That's right. not the only way families are. And so I love, you know, more and more media is becoming a little bit 
um, you know, mainstream media is becoming a little bit more uh, uh, diverse across the board. And so it's kind of easier to have those conversations. You don't have to be like, so, you know, men can like men and women can like women, you know, and like yeah. you know, have this weird conversation. But um, I think just even the word sex alone is not equivalent to only penis in vagina. Yeah. And I think that's that's kind of just if you as a a parent or an adult or any type of figure that's in, you know, that knows that this may be coming up, if you can get your head wrapped around that, it can make conversations with younger children um, more effective Mm -hmm. Um, because then it's like, well, this isn't sex. So we can do this. I know I'm not supposed to be doing sex or having sex. Um, My 10 year old last year, I think it was, he was like, oh, are you guys doing the sex? And so now we always tease him and we're like, yeah, we're doing the sex. (laughs) Like, don't come upstairs, you know, like the sex, you know, it's just so funny. It was really cute. And 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 I had to have conversations with him a little bit. um, I don't want to say earlier, but a natural way that it came up with him. Was he likes watching, you know, and I love watching like Alien and Predator and I I love, love, love those movies. And he's big into sci-fi. But a lot of those movies, usually there's like a sex scene or there's even like um, she was pregnant and then like the alien and came into her body like uh, Uh, laid its eggs or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now it's like this human alien hybrid Uh so we had to kind of have those conversations and i was like so this is what's happening and it was a very cool way that we connected and i could tell that he was like yeah that's a little uncomfortable but i do know what this is and i'm okay and now i actually understand the scene or even in innuendo yeah in movies Mm -hmm. i was like so that's why you know and um there was one or was a scene with like two boys um and one was very very in the closet and you know they had a sexual interaction and it didn't you know show that in the movie but you know like they were kissing and then all of a sudden the one boy like got really aggressive and like punched the other Mm -hmm. and like beat the hell out of him pretty much and i was just like so you know he did this because there is some shame and you know uh because of people's beliefs and this is what this is and I kind of like I actually paused the movie because I really wanted to have a discussion and be like and that's not okay yeah it is not okay to take your discomfort out on someone else you know and if you ever see this happening you know it is good for you to talk up you know speak up it was more like not only you can stand up for yourself, but you can be the champion of other people. Yeah. And that's so kind a good of teaching moment. It, it, yeah. I totally use it as a teaching moment, but it was also sexual at the same time yeah. too, because it was like, you know, this is what sometimes this looks like. And some people can be confused and scared and they take it out in the very, very wrong, wrong way. And that's what that looks like. So, you know, that kind of, and he was totally like, cool. He didn't ask more questions, but he also didn't was like horrified look on his face. You can tell yeah. when kids are like, not this okay with too this information. Much information yeah and and so what do you recommend if you have one of those children who won't come to you because they're just too timid to bring it up themselves but that you know they've come to a certain age and you're like you really need this information that's hard because the longer you wait yes the more uncomfortable it'll be because you didn't have this open conversation early and often. Mm-hmm. Um, so it does become kind of awkward and almost somewhat scarring. You know, it was like rip the bandaid off kind of thing um, because parents do start that panic mode. Like, Oh no, they're in fifth grade. They're going to be going through maturation program. They're probably going to have questions. Let's hurry and have this conversation now. Oh yeah. I'm like, Wait till the grade, last minute. Fifth yeah. grade is too late. Yeah. You should have already had this conversation um, granted, depending on the child, um, but in today's society, I think it needed to be earlier. And fifth grade is just because that's when maybe bodies are typically changing does not mean when you should have that sex conversation um, or even just any type of conversation like that. It should kind of be like a, a very. But how do you if you know you've already if you're listening to this and you're like, fuck, fuck. 
Did I miss my window? I haven't had this conversation with my child. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's not cornering them in a room where they feel like they can't get away, where you're like, you know, just like you feel like you're in trouble or anything, you know, it's just like, hey, I wanted you to know if you had any questions. I want you to know if you had any questions about things. I'm very, very open and I'm or willing to talk to you about this. Um, and then if they're like, no, I don't have any questions, you can still probe a little bit more as a parent. You know, you can still say like, well, how do you feel about this? Do you understand what's happening with your body? Yeah. Um, do you understand what's happening with this? Um, you know, and you don't have to like make them like feel like they're stupid if they don't know or like a quiz or anything. And just, you know, if there's any type of uh, inaccurate information be like hey so I wanted you to know because it's important to know the right way not because I want you to um, feel stupid or you know that you did get that answer wrong or whatever it really could be you know it also depends on how much open communication you've had as a family yeah. that's the first time you've ever talked one on one with your you know 5th grader, 6th grader, 7th yeah. grader it's another reason I think it's important to not be weird about nudity as a family. And I know this is a personal issue, mm-hmm. but if you can, you know, not make a big deal of kids being nude in front of you and you being, it just, it opens the conversation up. Yeah. With little kids I'm talking about, you yeah, know, yeah. like they'll, they'll ask why, why You're do my different. genitals look different than yours yeah. in their own why do kid you language? Have hair? Yeah. You know, that's what my six year old, you know, she's just like, you have a lot of hair. I was like, I know. (laughs) I know, honey. You know, because like she'll be in the shower with me and, you know, I'll be shaving or whatever or just not. And that's why I do have hair, (laughs) Uh, you know. And so I'm like, yeah, so your, you know, body will change and you'll get hair in your armpits too. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of annoying. Sometimes it's itchy, but you have to clean still with soap and still, you know, like still, I don't have to make it about sex. It could just be about body cleanliness it could be about you know not panicking when this starts to happen Um, but it's so important for body image too because (laughs) you know little kids need to see what normal adult bodies look like yes I remember my mom would was pretty like like if um we walked in in a room and she was changing she wouldn't be like oh out leave 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 you know she was pretty like okay I remember seeing all of her stretch marks and thinking that's going to happen to my body. Not horrified. Like that's going to be what my body looks like. Just be like, Oh, that does happen to everyone, you know, and, and, and droopy boobs and all the things, you know, dimply butts (laughs) and thighs and things. And I was like, (laughs) I like how you say droopy boobs, droopy boobs, (laughs) Um, you know, and that's something I, (laughs) Um, you know, just understanding how that changed because I uh, had also seen some provocative photos my mother took. What? But um, I think my father took of my mom. She was in a red bikini. I was like, damn, mom. Like, that was a hot body. Wow. And so she was pretty okay with me kind of showing my body as a teenager because she totally understood how much you do change. Yeah. And she had somewhat of the, you got it, flaunt it kind of. She never said it out loud because yeah. that would be giving me permission. Sure. But she didn't punish me like other Mormon moms did. Yeah. Um, you know, she would just kind of like double check like, you're, are you comfortable? Um, and Oops. a lot of times the answer was no, because I knew I was going to be around someone who would be judging me, you mm. know. And so it did change that. But I don't know. That was kind of cool. Something that my mom did really well yeah. with that. So I'm proud of her. So <laughs> with older kids or, you know, teenagers, um, Mm -hmm. at what point do you start really preparing them for, for actual sex? Because I was talking to my 13 year old, um, this last week and, you know, we were just saying, I I can't remember why it came up, but, but I just told him, you know, of course I'm going to be completely supportive when you're, when you're ready to have sex. Um, you know, we'll just put a bull. Oh, I know what it was. He found a condom and, the console of our car mm-hmm. and I was like damn that's been in there a while because <laughs> Bert snipped and and Henry snipped and we haven't been seeing anybody else but anyway um um yeah he was like talking about how if he took it then 
we would notice. And I was like, no, of course, like we're going to put out a bowl of a bunch of condoms and no one will notice if you take one. Like, <laughs> right. Cause that's like the, it's terrifying for kids. Like it's so embarrassing for them to go and ask for one. And so I've always heard that, you know, just put it out there and let them take it and give them all the sex education that you can about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I've told them like, I, I support you having sex when you feel like you're ready. I don't support you having babies. Yes, because that's a huge responsibility and something. Um, you know, one person told me that their parents, um, one guy was like 13, 12. I think he was maybe even a little bit younger. As soon as he started like understanding what masturbation was, mm-hmm. they told him, here's a condom. Get used to it. Get comfortable using it mm-hmm. and jerk off in a condom. Really? Like it's no mess. And then it's not embarrassing to ask for more. <gasps> and then it normalizes using them every single time you want to. Oh, get that's off. amazing. I thought that was so fucking cool. That's so smart. And I was like, that is something I would love to do for my own kids. Not only because it normalizes, let's have them around, let's have them readily available, let's get used to how they feel. Yeah. Because that's how many complaints do you hear of why men don't use them is because it doesn't yeah. feel right and blah 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 um which i can agree to a point it does change the feeling but it doesn't ruin sex right. uh, you know what ruins sex is <laughs> a crying baby um no but that's that's i thought that was so rad and i was like how easy is that to just be like hey you know this is something we're just gonna keep and and it, it's an easy cleanup too you don't have all these crusty towels laying around your 13 year old's room right i, I kind of got the same treatment yeah my mom was a nurse and oh, so yeah. like i asked a couple questions about something and then she brought in a condom but it, i wasn't like hey you know use these when you masturbate I, yeah no, i, no, I would have broke would... the budget so <laughs> it's probably a good thing but um yeah he does do a lot of laundry but he does his own laundry. So I don't know. He's like that. the easiest kid in the world. That's awesome. Raise. He's awesome. Yeah. But that's but a that's good a, idea. It's a great idea. Yeah. I, I love, love that idea. That and because cool. I was just like, you know, he's, well, first of all, he's such a geek. Like there's no way that he could get sex right now. <laughs> Badly as he might want it. So I don't really have to worry about that for a little while. But like at some point he's going to learn to socialize. How would you how would you try to pass on that same lesson to a girl? A girl, yeah, because I have a daughter. I mean, I can't really ask her to masturbate with condoms, but how could I pass that? Because to me, condoms are super important for her, because you can survive a pregnancy, you might not survive an STI. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's that's a a whole other thing that I haven't dealt with yet. <laughs> I'm not okay. I'm and we're, not ready. We're kind of on the same timeline for that, we right? Are. Yeah, your daughter's only a year older than my daughter. Right. Um, your yeah. daughter's a lot more questioning than my daughter. Oh, Piper is a perv. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to bring it up with my little girl. Um, yeah, no, my daughter is a very, very open, very, very, very inquisitive. Like, always asking me about bodies, always asking me. I wonder where she got it from. Yeah, wants to feel in touch too like she grabs mm. my butt and my boobs and I'm like so you know so we've actually had like the consent conversation early on because yeah. I'm like you know that's fine and, and she was like but it's just squishy you know like it's, she's, it's not sexual in any nature she just is like it's a perfect grab why wouldn't you want to slap that butt like look <laughs> how fun it is <laughs> I totally agree with her. And so I can't like, you know, so we have those conversations. I was like, but you need to ask, like, that's not just because I'm getting dressed. Isn't an invite, you know, to come smack my naked butt. Um, So we've had those conversations naturally. Uh, We've had, uh, you know, like obviously anatomy and different questions. And um, she has said several times she wants big boobs like mom. And I'm like, so let's talk about this because then I still are bad. <laughs> so I showed her my scar of where, you know, the incision was for my implant. And I was like, this is what they did. You know, they cut me open and they put this in and, you know, and I could tell she was a little uncomfortable. But I think it's more because like someone fucking cut you open. Right. You know, I'm like, I was asleep. I didn't feel anything. Yeah. Um, and I was like, because I did want big boobs to match my big butt. 
I straight up told her why. It wasn't because I wanted men to like me. It wasn't because of I didn't like my body. You know, it was just like I thought, you know, I'd be more comfortable this way. So even like here's the consent, here's a little bit of body image, and here's a little bit of like the reality of exactly what I had to go through to to do that, and that's not natural. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so a few of those things have come up. I think my boys have possibly talked about it a couple times. You know, so we've talked about, like, my breasts are, you know, like, my boys know that, like, it's, don't expect this walking around naturally. <laughs> like, I mean, if that is, I'm super jealous that that person has those genes and maybe you should go marry her because your gene pool will be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's just kind of interesting to have those conversations. And my middle son is, um, he's such a literal kid. You know, um, we've never had him like tested, but I wouldn't surprise me if he is a bit on the spectrum, autistic spectrum. Um, he's so, so smart, but just he's very, very literal and doesn't quite pick up on some of those unsaid things. So I feel like I haven't had to have too many conversations of like, oh, well, this is why this happened or whatever, you know, and in this movie and. Um, and actually when I've started to pull things out and like try to say things, he'll finish my sentence. And he's like, well, yeah, because of this, hmm. like, it's just like, I get it. Like, whatever. Does um, it sound like he's read all these things before? Um, not really. Hmm. Like, like he uses the same words that I'll maybe use. So either he's overheard conversations from me or maybe even my oldest son has talked to him about it, which I haven't asked. And, um, we haven't even had that conversation with my oldest son. Like, hey, so you probably know more than your friends. Um, doesn't mean you get to just outright tell yeah. them. He's going to be the kid that tells everyone he Santa's not th- real. Oh, well, we've <laughs> when never it comes done to Santa. Sex. In our, oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> when, it, when it comes to erections and vaginas. Yeah, he's. I think he has already been someone who's been a little bit more open. Um, but I don't think... He's also not one that gets that um, this is tied to my value because I have information you want to know, so I'm going to give it to you. So he's not one that's like uses it as a currency either. I see. But when I was in the uh, sixth or the seventh grade, my mom, of course, I learned about condoms from my mom prior to that. But she also knew the way that the Utah sex ed system was set up that our teacher could not really talk about condoms unless it was discussed. Unless a child asked. In, in like a Q and A, so she mm-hmm. was like, "You need to bring it up. Oh, wow. Your friends need to know." Wow. Right. So on. I was Good like in her. the class, like, "Hey, are condoms an effective use of birth control?" Are they good <laughs> at preventing? S- we called them STDs then. Are yeah. they good at preventing STD STIs? And of course, the teacher was like, "Well, yeah. Let me tell you all about it." Like <laughs> she, awesome. she was like, "Fucking great. This yeah. is awesome." Yeah. Some yeah. someone finally spoke up. It's not just awkward stares and. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's the other thing that's is get involved kid. with what your kids are learning about in school. I mean, your kids were homeschooled, correct, yeah. Pamela? Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit different. Um, but if they are in and you cannot rely on public education to educate your children on sex, especially in Utah. Um, and so just at least find out what they're teaching and fill in the gaps. Yeah. You have to fill in the gaps. There's far too many gaps to expect that that is a quality sexual education. Yeah. Um, That is where we have so many, so many things wrong with our society in Utah is because of our lack of a quality, holistic sexual and relationship education. Absolutely. So, Brady, going back to what you should say to your daughter... Do you ever ask her questions about, she's eight, nine? She's seven. Seven. She'll oh, be right. eight she's in May. She's a yep. year older than Marius. So, um, sh- so, like, do you ever ask her simple, just simple questions just to see what she's been exposed to already? No. I mean, part of the reason is, is that I have her every other weekend. Mm. And so I try, I don't want to be a Disneyland dad. Yeah. But I also don't want to make things miserable when she yeah, comes over. I understand that. And I don't know. I just haven't found myself in a situation where it comes up. Even in like movies, if something kind of suggested, suggestive comes up, she doesn't really respond to it. 
So I also like, I don't want her to go home and tell her mom, like, dad told me about penises, you know, or. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so maybe I, it's a conversation to have with your ex about, so when are we going to bring this up with? Yeah. Do you yeah. care if I, you know, if this question comes up, what do you want me to do about it? Um, Cause it kind of sounds I, like. I think it'd go pretty well because, oh, good. yeah, because she, she is religious and married to a religious person living in a religious home. And so I asked the question like, Hey, you know, in Utah, it's typical for children to be baptized at eight. And then Cicely starts asking me questions, right? She's seven. And I told her, I was like, I mean, personally to me, they're fairy tales and dunking someone in water is symbolic of something that probably isn't even true. And Cicely's so far decided not to have a baptism. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know if I was the influence or not. So uh, where we might have opposing views has always kind of been. But she she was very cool with me because I asked her, I said, if if Cicely asked me about how I feel about it, yeah. what am I allowed to say? Yeah. And so she she let me tell her my version of the truth. Wow. So it might be the same with sex ed. I don't know. Yeah, I think that would be a good conversation to have on the front end before you talk to your daughter yeah. about you talk to your ex first and She's a perfect, just make sure you're girl. on the same page. She's a perfect, beautiful girl, so I don't think that uh, I'll have to ever worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, which is lucky all parents, guy. which is like all parents believe that, right? Well, not all, but that's that's my concern is I know the reality of it. I think my dad pretended it just wasn't going to happen. My mom was a nurse and realized as soon as I figured out where it went, I was going to be always trying to put it there. <laughs> well, you were always sticking your dick in other holes. And Any f- warm cars. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was, you know, and, and my kids have said things, you know, like, we'll help be in the car and, you know, we're all laughing about something and we're all like way open about things. And I can't even remember. We're like, yeah, mom and dad are going to go. We're going to go lay down. And we, we really wanted a nap when we were getting home. So we were telling the kids like, hey, you know, if you guys want to just hang out, play a game, watch a movie, whatever. But mom and dad really do want some downtime. Um, somewhere along the line, they realized that that's a playtime for mom and dad. <laughs> Probably because they heard you on the other oh, side of I'm the door. Sh- I'm certain. <laughs> They're oh. not sleeping. Did I tell you about my daughter knocking on the wall and was like, stop that. No. Squeaking. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I think we should hear that story. (laughs) Okay. Yes. So another story from my daughter who's very open and she is never shamed. And that's why I love how open she is. And she is unapologetic. Um, Wonder where she gets that from. So we were in the car and we're like, hey, mom and dad want to go to bed and whatever. And she was like, are you going to suck dad's dick? And she did not. Verbatim. Like for, yeah, like totally word by word said that. And I was like, hold on, how do you know about this? And that's not appropriate to talk about what I do with your dad. Like, that's yeah. between him and I, you mm-hmm. know? Like, I, like you can share details, but there is a part of oversharing your sexual activity with your spouse that is inappropriate. And so I'm like, you don't need to hear all these details. And I was like, yeah, we do sometimes things like that. But guess what? Because, you know, we we have talked to about it, blah, 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 and like went off on this tangent. But I was like, it's not okay to sit there and talk about what we do in detail. Yeah. That's none of your business. And I totally told, you know, like, because that shouldn't be in her business for any adult or anyone else. You know, right. you don't have to know anyone's detailed sexual things. But it is good to know what sexual things are in detail. Does that yeah. make that yep. difference? Okay. Um. Anyway. We share a wall, our headboard, with her headboard. Um, And, you know, our kids go to bed fairly early. Um, And so usually she's always asleep before anything happens. Or they're not up in, or she's not up in her room. Um, One night, I don't know, I guess we just started earlier or something. Or maybe she was up later. But um, our headboard does kind of tap against the wall a little bit. Unless you hold it <laughs> or like put a knee on it or something. Anyway, and so she knocks on the wall when she needs something or she's scared or whatever. So you hear this knock and I was like, oh no. And she's all, stop that banging <laughs> or or hitting or like squeaking because our bed has a t- 
tiny little squeak, but it was just so stinking funny. So we just start cracking up, and I was like, <laughs> well, I guess she wasn't asleep. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so so funny but yeah knocking on the wall and then you just hear her yell her little voice through the wall stop that thing <laughs> i was like i'm so sorry i'll let you go to sleep but we finished on the floor <laughs> um yeah so little things like that we're really open about like touching and kissing um embracing each other in front of yeah. our kids and if they go ooh gross i'm like you have the choice not to look yeah this that is, is my home and i want to be comfortable and this isn't you know me being inappropriate it's right. maybe just uncomfortable and gross at oh, the age I, that you I are i think it's so important that your kids see you be affectionate oh yeah how many you know loveless interactions do kids see a day yeah. You know, like it's good for them to see what healthy relationships look like and to be open enough. Exactly. To show some of that. I mean, it certainly impacts people. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest difficulties in my relationship with Jamie is she came from a home where there was not not touchy feely. She, she was not exposed to affection, touchy feely PDA, and it freaks her out when I do it. Hmm. Because I saw it all the time. Yeah. 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 Hand holding, you know, mm-hmm. and I hold my other, my kid's hand still, um, you know, try to hug him every time I pass by. And I am not, um, I have a very close, uh, small, I shouldn't say close, very small percent of people that I will, like, hug unsolicited. <laughs> you know, like, come, <laughs> at, come at you first. And so, but my kids are definitely one, like, you know, just things like that. And. So not only having a talk with them, but also showing through action, like what healthy um, connection looks like too. Um, because unfortunately some only healthy connection, or I not, not healthy connection, intimate connection is sex. They think that's the only way. Yeah. And it's not. And so, you know, that's why it's kind of like all the different things Filling in the gaps in school education is so important and understanding what exactly they can and cannot say in school. So then you know what you do need to say. Because if you don't say it, if you don't say it, guess what? Your kids are going to get it from another kid. From their idiot friends. From their idiot friends or the internet or porn or anything else that's going to totally... They think they know it because, you know, this one forum talked about what 69 was. Right. Um, <laughs> well, that was exactly it is like my my son saw enough things on the Internet, probably on Reddit and other things yeah. referring to 69. And, and this has come up before, you know, he'll read things that refer to something sexual without understanding. Yeah. And, and you know, it's sexual. Yeah. Because of the context. Yeah, but you maybe not know exactly what it is. Yeah. There's some good news to share. Uh, House Bill 71, which went through Utah, uh, the Utah House, uh, has been unanimous, unanimously uh, approved, and it uh, now allows sex ed to include a discussion about pills and condoms. Wow. But it also... Like birth control pills or penis pills? <laughs> Big difference. Birth control. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and it talks about the medical care. The It says the medical characteristics, effectiveness, and limitations of contraceptive methods or devices. Uh, and through the debate process, they made sure to talk about the, the risks. So not shaking a, a can of soda up your hoo-ha was going to prevent pregnancy? I never heard that. Who has ever said Ooh, that? That was going around in my junior high the, oh like I've, I've heard the rumor that coca-cola is a spermicide yeah what? and i'm sure yeah. it has some properties to it but who's going to use it the right way it's <laughs> actually like... the opposite it makes it more mobile oh really yeah <laughs> yeah see exactly there's so many of those like old wives tales and horrible rumors that went around like um different positions make different genders and it was really all around pregnancy. Like pregnancy was the worst thing that could happen to you as a teenager. That's why you don't have sex. So if I can prevent pregnancy, so I'm gay, that doesn't matter. I'm not going to be worried about that. And that's mm-hmm. the worst thing that can happen to me as a teen. Cool. 
whatever. Yeah, don't you need know. to use protection. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And so just all those misconceptions and things and how we come off as, you know. <laughs> that's what. That's why I like the mantra of you can you can survive a pregnancy. You might not survive an STI. Yeah. That's I, for sure when it comes up between me and my daughter, I'm going to talk about that. Pregnancies aren't word. contagious either. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not going to share pregnancy with your friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and I, th- I think there's just so many things that, you know, pregnancies do completely turn your whole life upside down. You know, any even decision that comes about because of that pregnancy, any, anything, there's no easy step with that. Um, yes, it's very, very difficult, but. And it'll ruin your sex life. Yeah. We just found out. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there's so many other things that watching out for and just unhealthy um, expectations, you know. So if a child's uh, education came from porn, sex education came from porn, yeah. they're going to have very unhealthy, inaccurate expectations on what sex should look like. Yeah. So where are we at, Brady? Time-wise. Let's make sure we're still recording, too. 45 minutes. That would fucking suck. 45 minutes. Thanks. I think we can wrap things up. What else do we have on the list? I've been keeping an eye on it. You know, and I'd, obviously that discomfort and embarrassment, because I have to talk to my parents about something that, like, I don't want them to know I am curious and, and interested in, you know. Uh, like that's not fun. Just like, you know, with your son, he's like, well, then I don't want to grab condoms and you'll know they're missing. You, right, know? Exactly. you know what happens, but it's like everyone, you know, does this and it's very, very normal. And to normalize that drive and that, I don't know. I feel like I shouldn't shame people for feeling what they're naturally feeling. I'm kind of jealous of you guys because you're already in a place where I think you can say, like your, it sounds like your son would be comfortable to be like, "Mom, I want some condoms." You know, he might be a little embarrassed about yeah, it. Yeah, but he would. But probably, he'd still come and ask, and yeah, I probably. I can guarantee you that I know. I've met Mariah's kids. I know for a fact they'd be like, "Hey, mom, um, when you grocery shopping, you want to pick some of those up? Mm-hmm. Probably be a good idea." I don't. I I hope I can get into get into a place like that with my daughter. I'd like her to be yeah. to feel safe and come to me for that. Yeah, I think you just have to create that safe space for her that whenever she comes to you for anything mm-hmm. that you react in a really calm and supportive way and then she'll understand that that's true for, for any subject. Yeah, and calm doesn't mean um, sanitized like your mom no, approached that you. that wasn't calm though. Like Very that true, was that was actually a little aggressive. emotionally charged and aggressive, yeah. Yeah. Um, you can take away some of those emotions that maybe if you carry shame or discomfort yourself in trying to talk to this or, you know, talk to your child about this, admit it. It's okay to be like, yeah, this is uncomfortable and embarrassing for me to talk to you about too, but it's also necessary and I want you to be happy and healthy. This is part of being happy and healthy. And I use humor a lot. Oh, I am always (laughs) making some stupid joke. Yeah. And I think that helps a lot too. And just helps them realize that this is not that big a deal. It's just a part of our lives. The sex. The sex. It's a part of all of our lives. And, you know, it's not any different than having a conversation about any other bodily function. Yeah. And, And it's important to talk about all those things too, right? Like... Well, even just like, yeah, we have that body image, we, you know, we kind mm-hmm. of touched on body image and body expectations and just, you know, and then letting them know there is no perfect time to lose their virginity. That's not going to be this fairy tale thing. It's going to be awkward and it's going to be uncomfortable. Awkward and it's as fuck. So <laughs> awkward. <laughs> um, you know, and, and that's, that's totally okay. And then, you know, not put it off because you're afraid to be awkward but also not to rush through it because you just want to get it over with because it's awkward you know there's an okay time to be and it's good to be safe and and awkward with someone else that you feel like you can be um if you're taking anything away from this episode i was gonna say season evening whatever (laughs) it is to you this moment just remember that early 
often and open yeah. are the best ways to have those conversations with children. So, If it would be okay to end on a humorous note, if, please. if we have any listeners who are in the Rochester or Monroe County area in New York, the video of the pancake ovaries is available <laughs> at that public library on VHS. <laughs> and if you can track that down and the upload it to the internet, I'm willing to offer you something on our Patreon account for sure. If you put in that effort to go get that book or that, that VHS, but that's the only place it exists. Procter and Gamble won't uh, re-release it. They've that's been asked. Amazing. Oh, is it not on YouTube anymore? It's not. I, I, I spent the first, from the moment Pamela mentioned it, I spent, <laughs> that's why I shut off the monitor because it distracts you. It does. I get a little yeah, like, I spent like, what are we looking at? 15, 20 minutes looking for it. So that is- it is available. <laughs> Brady, you are amazing. At the Central you Library of Rochester. Men, Brady. <laughs> that is awesome. So if any of our listeners can find that video. VHS. I'll send you something out of the grab bag where Pamela pulled that whip out. How about that? Ooh. <laughs> I like it. And uh, um, if you do find it, you can reach us at saltysexcast at gmail.com. Yes. Yes, sir, you can. Or our Twitter, which is at saltysexcast. Yes. And as mentioned in the last episode, our Patreon page has launched as well. So um, please become part of our Patreon community. And that's just at um, www.patreon.com forward slash saltysexcast. You're going to want to be a part of this community because <laughs> we are giving away all sorts of lovely, lovely things. Um, it's just going to be fun. We're going to make it fun and you're going to get a lot of extra, a lot of, a lot of saltier and sexier and mm-hmm. castier things. Oh, the castiest <laughs> of all the things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's late. I'm done. But I I really enjoyed this conversation with you because I do need more reminders it's okay to have these conversations and maybe not just okay it's necessary necessary yeah and just because my kids aren't coming to me or just because I haven't found that teaching moment doesn't mean I think I should be okay like I should continually you have to be a little proactive yeah and and, you know probe a little bit not uncomfortably so but just kind of hey keep it light totally keep it light because those heavy things will scar you they will yeah yeah but yeah let's let's start making healthier generations yes because that's where we need to start god please okay all right well it's been fun it is see you next episode actually you we won't see you and you won't see us but you will hear us yes (laughs) next episode and stay sexy guys and salty bye bye What's puberty? Puberty? Well, puberty's a lot of things. Here's the piece. When you hear about it first, it sounds very strange. Oh, if it really bothers you, you should see a doctor. Then at puberty, certain glands begin to work, and our bodies begin to change. It enlarges the penis itself. And there's a center opening between those two, which is called the vagina. The sex education you wish you had in high school. Maybe a diagram will help.